Good morning, faith. God is good. And all the time, I was glad when they said unto me, Amen, amen. Good to see everyone this morning. Even better to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. We want to do a brief housekeeping. Just want to remind everyone that uh, as we adhere to our social distancing and mass requirements, we want to encourage you to please keep your face coverings on during the entire experience with your nose and mouth covered. Amen. And adhere to all of our social distancing requirements. In Psalms 100 verse 4, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Hallelujah. God has been good to us. God has kept us. God is keeping us. And we have the promise in his word that he shall keep us. Not only that, that he will be good to us forever. The scripture tells us that we will be in awe of him for ages to come. And still we, we will not exhaust his goodness. So as we prepare to enter in this morning, let's give our God praise. Let's magnify him. Let's exalt his name with the fruit of our lips. Let's give praise unto almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who is and was and is to come, the one who has never lost a case, the one who is good all the time. Hallelujah. So let's bless his name as we prepare to enter in. Father, we bless you this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We magnify your holy name. There is none like you. You are glorious, holy, mighty, righteous, wonderful. You are powerful. You are the almighty God. And besides you, there is no other. We know who we worship. We worship the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who saw our need even before the first man Adam sinned, before the foundation of the earth. Lord God, you made a way in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. His blood was shed, Lord God, that we will be able to be brought back unto you. So we thank you this morning for all your goodness. We thank you for your preparation. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. You thank you for how you have kept us through this time and shall keep us going forward. We pray this morning, Father, for this United States of America. We say that it's not going under, but it's going over. Father, we pray for all those who are in positions of uh, authority, whether it be political or civil authority. We pray, Lord God, that they will do what is good in your sight, for according to your word, righteousness exalts a nation, and sin is a reproach to any people. So we speak righteousness over their decisions. We speak, Lord God, your guidance by the Holy Ghost, and also we pray that those individuals who are around, those individuals who are in authority, that will give them good counsel according to your word. Father, we say whether they know it or not, let them do what is good in your sight. Let them make the right decisions so that your perfect will will be done in the earth. Also, Lord God, we pray for all those here, here present. We thank you that you have kept them. We thank you, Lord God, that a weapon might have been formed, a pandemic might have been formed, but it did not prosper. Hallelujah. 
Lord, you have kept us, and you shall continue to keep us. So, Lord God, we say we are not in fear. You are not giving us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So, Lord God, we go forward in faith, believing that everything you have preordained to be accomplished and established in this ministry and in our personal lives, it shall come to pass and it shall not tarry. Lord God, we welcome you. We welcome the Holy Spirit to minister everything that you have given unto our pastors and ministers to us, unto us today. We say, Lord God, that as we leave this place, we will know that we have been in the presence of Almighty God. Father, we say minister unto every need. We pray that there, there will be no questions that have gone unanswered. There will be no need that has gone unfulfilled. But when we leave this place, we will know we have experienced your presence, experienced your power, experienced your love. And Lord God, we will be equipped to go forward and prosper in the days to come. So Lord God, we exalt you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you and lift you up and thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. We do enter your gates with thanksgiving and we enter your course with praise and we bless and give honor unto your holy name. Glory to God. If you have the victory, shout hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Spirit, break out in this place. Uh, hallelujah. Break our walls down where we can freely worship you unhindered. We lift you up, Heavenly Father. Your name is above every name. You are our King, and you reign over our lives. Hallelujah.
Come on, shout hallelujah. Somebody say, God is always with me. Now I want you to believe that. Wherever you are, wherever you go, he is our shepherd. He is our comfort. He never leaves us. We never have to walk alone. Somebody say it loud. I never have to walk alone. Find somebody across the room and say, you never have to walk alone. Is anybody glad about that? Somebody needed that reminder this morning. Come on, somebody say, the Lord is my shepherd. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. He goes before me, defender behind me, defender behind me, so I won't fear, I'm filled with
Say, your spirit lives within me, say. Your spirit lives within so me. So I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives in me. My victory, my Your spirit lives in me. Say it again. again and say You're with me, Lord. 
for that assurance God that those seasons change people change I change everything around me changes the government changes the, the atmosphere changes but you remain the same your love your comfort your assurance that I'm going to be okay even when it doesn't seem like it I think I'm not going to make it you assure me that I am okay why because you're with me I never go any, anywhere without him because he's always with me. I don't have to be afraid. I may be afraid, but I don't have to be afraid because he's always with me. He's my comfort. Say, he's my comfort. Always holds me close about it shout hallelujah glory to God you may be seated unless this is your first time we want to hang out with you for a second if this is your first time remain standing Aww. I wanted to hang with somebody new well it's okay because I got you guys <laughs> welcome home to Faith Christian Center at this time welcome our pastor as he comes to the stage well, good morning, everyone. Good morning to everybody watching online as well. Something good is going to happen to you today. Amen? And, you know, anybody following March Madness and following the basketball games? Anybody here? A few people online? You know, as a Michigan-born alumni of Oral Roberts University, I have to say, go Golden Eagles! Way to beat Ohio State! Yes! It was a double joy for me being raised in Michigan and you always root against Ohio State. But for your alma mater to beat them is just a very special blessing from the Lord. And also I want to offer condolences and comfort to all Ohio State fans out there. May the Lord comfort your soul and bring peace that passes all understanding to you today. Hallelujah. Other announcements. 
All righty, we have Resurrection Sunday coming up just a few weeks from now. And on that Sunday, all of our campuses will be operating that day. So we'll have Fayetteville at 9 a.m., here Austell, 10 a.m., online 10 a.m., as well as Marietta at 11 a.m. And so we're going to have wonderful things going on through that whole week. We'll have special devotionals for kids, teenagers, as well as adults all Holy Week long, as well as on that Wednesday, we're going to have a special uh, presentation of Redeeming Love, which you'll be able to watch online. Also, on Good Friday, we'll have a special communion service, a communion experience where we're all gathered together online as well. And so if you want more information about all the things that will be going on during the Holy Week, you can find it in the Faith Plus app. If you open it up, you'll see a special tab that says Easter, and you'll be able to find all of the information about all the different locations, the devotionals, and everything that will be going on that week as well. And on Resurrection Sunday, we're going to have a a special presentation called The Real Housewives of the Sanhedrin. So you don't want to miss it. It's going to be hilarious, it's going to be powerful, and it's going to open up the doors for people to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Amen. So make sure you come out and invite other people to come with you however you plan to attend, whether it's Fayetteville, Marietta, Austell, or online. It's going to be a blessing to them. Well, that's enough announcements. Let's go before God in prayer. Father, we thank you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. There's no one like you. We thank you that you inhabit the praises of your people. We thank you for your presence in this place. And Father, I need your help. I only wanna say what I hear you say. I only wanna do what I see you do so that Jesus may be glorified, lifted high, made famous in our lives. As always, Holy Ghost, I turn this time over to you. Have your way. Move up and down every single aisle. Move through every screen, every single device. Let no one leave this experience the same. Father, I ask for lives to be transformed forever by the power of your word and the power of your spirit. And I'm open to every gift, grace, anointing, mantle, and manifestation you see fit to manifest in our midst today. And I give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. So I take eyes to see. I take ears to hear. I forgive everybody of everything. I receive supernatural debt cancellation. The word of God that I'm about to receive will enable me and empower me to make Jesus famous in my everyday life. Open your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. Thank you, Brother Eric. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. We're continuing our vision series in a different way this morning. Luke chapter 18. We know our vision statement here is to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. So say it with me. Say, ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. And so last year, you know, I was before the Lord in prayer and I had, uh, I really wanted to, before we even knew what was happening in 2020, so in the end of 2019, I found out that I really like to take notes and learn and process using a whiteboard. And so I told my wife, I want to get a giant whiteboard and put it in my office at home. I just wanted to take up the whole wall. And she's like, well, 
okay, you want to be Einstein? Go ahead, do it. Let's find out a way to do it. And so we figured out a way how to have a giant whiteboard in my office at home. And so I didn't know last year I'd be planning reopening plans and all the other stuff we had to do last year on that giant whiteboard. But one of the things I put up there was the vision statement. And so when I would go down there and look and work and pray and, you know, I looked at the word awakening. And one of the things I know from the word of God, there are many different types of awakenings in the word of God. And I said, okay, sir, what awakening? have you called us to ignite? And I heard it so clear in my spirit, an awakening of faith towards God. An awakening of faith towards God. So today I want to talk to you about faith for our times. Faith for our times. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, And Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end, that men are always to pray and not to faith. So the parable you're about to read Jesus said it for this purpose. What's the purpose? That we should pray always and not faint, right? Saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. So it's very clear, this judge is not someone you want to be like. How many see that? They have no reverence for God and no respect for people. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him saying, avenge me, of my adversary. The word avenge means to vindicate one's right, to do one justice, which means to protect, to defend one person from another. It's to vindicate one's right, to do one justice, which means to protect, defend one person from another. It means to avenge a thing or to punish a person for a thing. It means to avenge a thing or to punish a person for a thing. So avenge me of my adversary, my enemy, my opponent. And this judge would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this woman is getting on my nerves. Come on, that's what he was saying. You know you don't speak King James. I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she wears me. She's tiring me out. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. Emphasis, unjust judge. Not a just judge, but an unjust judge. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him? Notice the comparison Jesus is making. If an unjust judge would give justice and avenge this woman, wouldn't a just judge? So a lot of times people want to talk about prayer and use it. See, we're going to have to wear God out. Come on, bombard the gates of heaven. Wear him out. You don't need to wear him out. He's not the unjust judge. He's a just judge. He says, hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge, vindicate, protect, defend from one person from another. His own elect which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them, I tell you, he will avenge them, what? Speedily. Nevertheless, or, but, when the Son of Man comes, when Jesus titles, shall he find faith on the earth? The Amplified Classic Edition says in verse 7 and 8 this way, and will not our just God Defend and protect and avenge his elect, his chosen ones, who cried to him day and night 
Will he defer them or delay help on their behalf? I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find persistence in faith on the earth? Persistence in faith. Not short burst of faith. Because some of us have short bursts of faith. Now, when we see it in the Gospels, you have little faith. Because when we look at Peter, he walked on the water. And she said he had little faith. Say, well, that's better than any of us because none of us. Have you walked on the water yet, Minister David? Not yet. So from what I know, none of us have walked on water before. But Peter, we get mad at Peter, but at least he did it. But Jesus said, you have little faith. Not just little amount, but short burst of faith. Peter, you're only in faith for a little bit. That's why you walked a little bit. So when Jesus comes back, he's not looking for those who have short bursts of faith, but persistence in faith. Because persistence in faith receives the vindication of the Lord. Persistence in faith receives the avenging of the Lord. Persistence in faith receives the intervention of the court of heaven on your behalf. And Jesus said, when I come back, will I find persistence in faith? Have we developed the faith that it takes to live victoriously in these times? Have we developed the faith that it takes to live victoriously in these times? Because a lot of people got faith. Some in God and some in other stuff. And one of the things last year showed you is where your faith really was. Because some people, their faith wasn't in God, nor in church. It was their certainty. It was their schedule. That everything's good as long as everything works the way I want it to work. I can handle some drama as long as it's scheduled drama. As long as the drama comes from the people I already know that cause me drama. I already know to watch around you. I need to walk in love around you. As long as the drama comes from that way, I'm good. If it comes up behind me, I'm a mess. But as long as it comes from the people who I know are trifling, as long as it's normal drama, not worldwide pandemic drama, as long as it's normal, as long as it's the gas went up a little bit and not the economy completely tanked, as long as it's something normal that I've seen before. As long as it's not 20 life-changing events in one month. As long as I don't have to stay at home with my family for all year long. <laughs> Somebody said, I was good with all that. She said that, Pastor. Still working on that one, sir. So we, we realize where our faith was. Because we've our faith was in our schedule, our routine, our certainty. That we expected certain things to keep happening, happening, and happening. Sometimes it's because how we were trained, where we went to school, how we were raised. Of course the world's going to keep going this way. Of course this industry's going to last forever. And then all of a sudden, boom. And we realized where our faith, reliance, assurance, confidence, and trust was. 
And now as we're coming out of those times and the world's just ra racing to reopen and people just ready to go wild. Now, just a little side note, not this message, but for all of my single people, especially single ladies, if they have not talked to you in a year plus, and they're only reaching out because you got a stimulus and about to get a refund check for your taxes, they ain't for you. And may the Lord add a blessing to that word. Back to this. As we're going to the world reopening, don't get so quick to put your faith in your routine again. Make sure your faith is in God. His plan for your life. So I can't wait till to get back to normal. Well, you had a problem with normal. Come on, let's think back to 2019. There are some normal things you were complaining about, upset about. I just wish it changed about. So don't use your faith to go back to normal. Use your faith to go to the future God has for you. Faith for our times. Because we have to understand our times are not normal times. If we didn't know that, we learned that last year. Paul looked at our times and said our times were dangerous. Come on, Paul lived in the Roman Empire where Nero was crazy, setting believers on fire for candlelight for his dinners. And he said, whew, Timothy, you think we in a time? Those people live in some dangerous times. Developing faith for our times. Jesus talked about our times in Luke 21 and Matthew 24 and says men's hearts would fail them for fear because of what they see come upon the earth. Faith for our times. We must develop faith for our times. Go to Acts chapter 12. Persistence in faith. Acts chapter 12. I want to show you this example of persistence in faith. Acts chapter 12, verse 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Pause. Who's James? One of the inner three. James, John, and Peter. The three disciples who were closest to Jesus, who saw things the rest of the disciples didn't. This is one of the pillars of the church. We definitely know Peter and John are, but so is James. And King Herod kills James. You know that shocked the early church. They wouldn't think that James could be killed. Maybe somebody else, but not James. Not one of the inner three. Not one of the apostles. James is killed. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. He said, oh, wait, that got me some more. That boosted me in the polls. Let's do it again. And so he captured Peter. And then notice something that happened. These were the days of unleavened bread, and when he apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him, which lets me know that when James was caught, they didn't pray like they should. 
because they thought, of course nothing happened to James. It's James. Come on. You know how much Jesus loves you. They can't. James was gone. The church was tired of losing its gifts. Think about other messages James could have preached. Places he could have gone, churches he could have started, things he could have done to the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God, now he's gone. And so they started praying day and night. Now, when we read Bible stories, we think, oh, these are Bible characters. Well, Bible characters had jobs and families and chilling. A lot more than us, probably. But somehow, these people, real people, not imaginary people, real people found out how to pray night and day. And they still had jobs. And children, some of them good, some of them, well, were believing the Lord. Some of them who were just nice and obedient and whatever you said, and other ones who need consistent follow-up more than the other children. See, notice how I phrase that? Oh, nice, y'all get it. And so you have this here, and somehow they figure it out, how to be a church of consistent prayer. That means somebody was praying when someone else was wasn't. And then, okay, we got to get these kids in bed. Okay, you're going to take over this time of prayer now. Because it even goes back to the times of the temple where there was prayer and worship going on 24-7. There were shifts. And sometimes this time of prayer is coordinated by the Holy Ghost or by human leadership. But notice, they still found a way. And against everything they're facing in the normal parts of life to be a church of persistent prayer. And the prayer spot they, dis, they designated was the house. Well, it was very important to the early church. It was John Mark's mother's, Mary. They're at their house praying. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, not the rapper, but just in prison. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. And a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Get up quickly. Now, wait a minute. Notice peace. Peter is knocked out. Most of us, if we were to be killed the next day, we'd be awake. Peter's knocked out, asleep can't be comfortable. He's chained to two soldiers. Gone. So gone. An angel appears. You know, we read all these other stories in the Bible. An angel appears and everyone startles awake. Peter is still knocked out. So an angel comes from God's presence, shining with the glory of God. Peter's snoring. You know, the angel's like, really? And so either the angel reaches down and hits him or kicks him. Dude, get up. And he wakes up, oh, what's up? Get up. And the chains fall off him, and he's just standing there. Dude, pick up, put your jacket on. The angel's walking him through the steps. Like, what, what are you waiting for? Come on. Peter gets dressed, and he still thinks he's in a vision, says later. And the angel leads him out, and the doors begin to open. He goes through all these things. The guards don't know what happened. He's supernaturally delivered. And he leads them into the streets of the city, and then he realizes, oh, God sent an angel to deliver me. And so he goes to the house where everybody was praying. 
and he knocks on the door, and they're in a deep prayer meeting. Come on, think about deep prayer meetings. Come on, they're interceding. They're supplicating. People calling down fire, focused in prayer. Peter's knocking on the door. Well, someone comes to answer. It's Peter. She's so excited. She runs back and says, Peter's outside. She doesn't even open the door. They leave Peter out of the coat. Runs back and says, Peter's outside. I said, Peter's not outside. We're praying so he can be outside. We're working on that right now. No, he's outside. Oh, you're crazy. Oh, no, it just must be an angel. That's what they thought. It made more sense for Peter's angel, who they believed looked like him, to be outside more than anything else. But she kept going on and on, and Peter just kept knocking and knocking. I'm like, somebody's going to let me in. I'm sure he's hungry. Someone's going to let the man of God in. And they saw him outside, and everybody was amazed, and he told them the story. And he gave him some further instructions. But why was Peter released? Because Jesus loved Peter more than James? No, but because the church persisted in prayer. They came together and they prayed. You know, we talked about it last week, how each one of us has a supply. And in Ephesians 4, we see when our supplies come together, the body of Christ grows and increases of itself in love. It builds itself up. And so they came together to pray, and they brought their supply. Somebody was interceding, and it got the angel released. Somebody was interceding, and it caused the chains to fall off. Somebody was interceding, and it caused one of the doors to open. Someone else was interceding, caused the gates to open. Everybody was working on their part in the spirit. They didn't all know what they were working on, but because they yielded themselves to persist in prayer, they had a miracle break forth that they weren't even ready to receive yet. They won the victory before they knew they won it. Come on. They had victory. They didn't even know they got it yet. Persistence in prayer. Persistence in faith. Faith for our times. You see, Paul talked about this in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8, this type of prayer in verse 11. He talks about a situation they were in that they were so troubled in modern day Turkey that they didn't even know they were going to live. And they said, but we didn't trust in ourselves but in God which raises the dead who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver, and whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. You also, verse 11, helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. As a God delivered us, but you helped us. We were in a situation that we thought we were going to die. We thought it was over, but there was somebody in Corinth praying in the Holy Ghost. Now you think, oh, I have to be perfect before God for my prayers to matter. Corinth had issues. Corinth had some advanced issues. Come on, that first letter, it took seven, six chapters of correction before he answered their questions. But one of the things you see here was... They said, you know what, let's pray for Paul. And because they had united in prayer, deliverance came. It's, we have to get out of the mindset that is just the preachers and the church mothers and the super anointed prayer ladies who can make stuff happen on the earth. It's when the church prays. It's when kids' world prays. It's when the teenagers pray. 
It's when the millennials pray. It's when Gen Z prays. It's when Gen X prays. It's when the baby boomers pray. It's when the greatest generation, it's when the church of the Lord Jesus Christ believes that if I pray, something can happen. Something can change. I have faith for my times. I'm not just going to let the time keep going. I believe when I get before God, something can happen in these days. Not just letting it happen. Faith to impact our time. Go to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Yes, Jesus is returning. But that doesn't mean we go hide in our prayer closet and wait. Luke 12, verse 35. King James says it this way, Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. The New American Standard says, be prepared and keep your lamps lit. The Passion Translation is, be prepared for action at a moment's notice. Be prepared for action at a moment's notice. We need to have faith to be able to take the action the times call for. And not just doing what we've seen before. Sometimes the times call for something new. It's always going to be based on the word of God and inspired by the Holy Ghost. But we do what the times call for because we're here for such a time as this. That just because there's racial strife in this nation, always has been, since before this nation was thought of, go back to the 1400s, it was here. And Jesus told you it would be here. In Matthew 24 and Luke 21, when he says kingdom versus kingdom, those are countries, nations versus nations, Greek word ethnos, race. In the end time, there'll be racial strife. And so just because it here doesn't mean just put up with it. Oh, well, yep, that's racism, all right. Well, the Bible says there'll be racism in the end days and racial strife. Yes, but how much do we put up with? How much do we just let happen? How about faith that stands against systematic injustice? Faith that stands for justice. Faith that stands for Asian Americans. Faith that stands for Jews. Faith that stands for African Americans. Faith that stands for every single person in this nation because we know they bear the image of God because they were created in the image of Almighty God. Whether they're red, yellow, black, or white, no matter their economic status, no matter their immigration status, no matter what nation they came from, I believe they matter because my Bible tells me they're made in the image of God and my faith can actually impact my nation. Faith to stand for what is right. Faith to stand for Israel and stand for what goes on in our nation. Not just saying, well, it's a sin issue. Well, everything else we deal with is a sin issue. Well, you can't legislate righteousness. We do it for everything else. Why not this? Instead of just Letting stuff happen. No. Not here. No. Not in our city. Not in our state. Not in our region. 
is developing faith for our times. Standing up and standing against the plan of the enemy. Be prepared for action at a moment's notice. Luke 12, 36 says, And you yourselves be likely to men that wait for the Lord when he returns from the wedding. That he comes and knocks, that you may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, he shall gird himself and make them to sit down and meet, and he will come forth and serve them. So there are rewards for those who are active when Jesus returns, who are doing their job. This says that Jesus himself will serve you. We know that. We see that scripture called the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's a reward. This is not people who are just hiding. I say, oh, come back, Jesus. This is bad, real bad. Did you see the news? It's real bad out here. What are you doing about it? I thought he called us the light of the world. Oh, the world is dark. Well, shine brighter. We're the salt of the earth. We have to develop the faith our times call for. Faith that's bigger than just what our family needs. Faith that can actually impact our community. And not just saying, well, it's always been bad. Yes, but shouldn't the church do something about it? Go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a fallen away first, and that the man of sin be revealed, and the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember you now that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now you know what withholds that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now lets will let until he be taken out of the way. Now we've taught on this scripture a lot, and so I'm not going into great detail. The word withholdeth or the word let means to hold back. It means to detain. It means to restrain. It means to hinder the progress of. It means to hold back, detain, restrain, hinder the progress of. This man of sin, this man of lawlessness, as another translation called him, is also called in John's writings the Antichrist. And so, one of the things you see, we'll see in First John in a minute, there are spirits of Antichrist, whose job are to prepare the way for the Antichrist. The Antichrist has an agenda he wants to accomplish in this earth. But how much of his agenda is accomplished on this earth is up to the church. Because the church is the agent that is restraining him and hindering his progress. How do you know that? Because you say, well, it's the Holy Spirit. Well, yes, the Holy Spirit working through the church. But after the church is out of here, people still get saved. Which means the Holy Spirit is still on the earth working. 
It's the church that holds back the Antichrist agenda. So that means any of his agenda can be held back and restrained by the church. How much his agenda manifests is up to the church. The church is the most powerful institution on the planet ever. Ever. So what goes on in this world is up to us. Go to 1 John chapter 4, as I mentioned. Talking about these spirits of Antichrist. 1 John chapter 4. You see him talk about them in verse 1 and 2 through 3. But notice what he says in verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who's the them? The spirits of Antichrist. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know, you can do studies on Antichrist and find stuff about him if you want to. And it's something that the Bible you can study. But people fear the Antichrist. When this scripture says, the one who's greater is in you which makes you greater by association alone. Why would you fear someone that you already beat? Why would you fear someone you already beat? He says you've overcome them because the greater one is in you. We sang about that earlier. His spirit lives within us. Our victory. We win because the Holy Ghost is on the inside of us. Say, I win. Because the greater one lives within. Look at chapter 5, verse 4. We must develop our faith for these times. We must have faith to challenge the systems of our world and receive unprecedented victory. 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. The word overcome means to conquer, subdue, prevail, get the victory. It means to conquer, subdue, prevail, get the victory. Now I'm saying the world here is not talking about the earth, not the planet but the systems of this world. The systems of this world which Satan seeks to influence so he can influence the people of this planet. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says that Satan is the lowercase g God over this world's systems. He's also called the prince and the power of the air. The systems of influence that Satan seeks to assert his influence through are business, government, arts and entertainment, media, family, religion, and education. The systems of influence that Satan seeks to assert his influence through are business, government, arts and entertainment, media, family, religion, and education. Satan has propped up demonic forces to back this system to resist believers enslave mankind 
and enforce his will. Satan has propped up demonic forces to back this, these systems, to resist believers, enslave mankind, and force his will. So, of course, there's systematic injustice in these systems. How many of you can see that? But when you look at whatever your career is, where God has called you to, you're in one of these seven. And do you really think you're in there just to get a paycheck and go home? Well, yep, all y'all crazy because the devil's in all y'all. But let me go ahead and do my work, keep my head down, and not cuss anybody out. Whew, it's hard today. Mm-hmm, yep, 5 o'clock, yep, out. Or just maybe, just maybe, you're there for a reason. Maybe you, just maybe, just maybe, just maybe, maybe, because you know you are the church. Maybe, just maybe because you do have the Holy Ghost on the inside. Maybe, just maybe because he's upon you and he got the word and he got faith. Just maybe you're there to change it. Maybe the whole reason it still exists and hasn't been consumed is because you're there. Maybe, just maybe, that company survived because you're there. That they had a good year because you're there. Egypt was blessed because Joseph was there. Joseph was there, and they were good. So stop cursing places that you're supposed to bless. You have nothing good to say about your job. At least they give you a check. Walking in, you know, cussing under your breath and praise the Lord, everybody. It just, it just, I don't know, it just makes sense to me. If you work there, then you should bless it because you're there. Not just about loving everybody else there, but why would you curse something where you are? neighbors are crazy. Well, there's somebody who lives next to them who may be a tad bit interesting sometimes. You know, you're just going to look at the phone and you open up your camera, hit reverse, and you know, you see them. Maybe, just maybe, you're in your neighborhood for a reason. When's the last time you prayed for your neighbors and not strike them down, Jesus? Not yes. There are times you might need to pray someone out. Lord, bless them somewhere else. Far away from this community. Heard Timbuktu is nice. But maybe, just maybe, if we had faith for our times, we could change our community and change our workplace. Just maybe we could have faith in Jesus and not a political party. Because it's a problem when we sound more like Democrats and Republicans in the church. It's a problem when we sound more like political leaders and presidents than what thus saith the Holy Ghost. Faith to change our times, not to bow down to a political party.
have to have faith like Caleb, who cried out, give me this mountain. Not just being, okay, let me, whew, it's been a tough day, let me just go home, I'll do it over again and for a couple decades, and I'll retire and travel the world. What about just make a difference your entire life? And even when you retire, still make a difference. And why say you have to wait to travel the world till you retire? Well, I'll have money then. Why can't you have money now? How many things do we just go along with because that's what we're trained and taught and heard when our faith could actually change our times? So we must build and increase our faith. Because faith can be expanded. You see that from the scriptures. And we know Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we want to have faith for our times, we need to be word people. Come on, we have to be in the word every day. Don't let the politicians teach you the Bible. Don't let social media teach you the Bible. Get in the word for yourself. You know, maybe if we just took some time to be in the word, not being caught up in everybody's drama. Well, I'm not caught up in people's drama. Look, you also caught up in the royal family and gospel royalty. Y'all forgot there was a Jesus. Don't be messy with people online. All right. We get so caught up in everything. Yeah, I'm not saying not be informed and not know what goes on. But we get so caught up and so busy casting judgment that when we want mercy, judgment shows up. Why? Well, you judge royal family and Kirk Franklin and all these other people. You don't know them. And even if you do, are you supposed to be throwing judgment at them? Jesus said the same way you judge, you will be judged. Some of you don't have judgment because you got a lot of haters because the seeds of judgment you sowed. So I'm nice to everybody. Your social media would say otherwise. And too many of us are using our faith to fix problems that we sowed because of our mouth. When we get further in life, if we're just like, you know what? I don't got a comment. You know what? No comment. Nope, nope. You really don't have to post everything. You really don't. There's sometimes you just got to type stuff in like, hmm, delete, delete, delete. Holy Ghost, take over my Twitter fingers. You really don't have to respond to everything. And if you, your person's like, I had to respond to everything, come out, well, check your spirit. Holy Ghost, should I post this? No. Oh. We want our faith to actually impact stuff, right? We want our words to have weight. But if we're always tweeting random crazy stuff, why do we think when we open our mouth and speak for our words to have weight? Because one of the ways you change the world is the words of your mouth. What if you really had everything you said or tweeted? or posted, or put on TikTok. Faith for our times. You know, it's a sign and a wonder just to be people who aren't offended these days. You just usually know what? I'm not going to be offended. I'm not. I make a decision. Yeah, what they said was just ignorant. Not even ignorant. Ignorant. 
But you know what? I forgive everybody of everything. Well, you want to say more about it? No, nope, because I'll have to repent, so I'm going to keep on moving. Because if you become that controlled over the words of your mouth, when you have to say something, it has power. But if we're always just, we get the results. Your words are seeds. If you don't like what you see, change what you say. Go to Jude, the book of Jude. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We know from Romans 10, 17. We grow our faith by being word people, by reading the word every day, listening to messages preached, by spending time with him, hearing what he has to say for our lives, by living out the word, by speaking the word. We develop our faith. Jude, verse 17. Notice what Jesus' younger brother says. But beloved, remember the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own godly, ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves. That phrase separate themselves means cause, strife, and division. These be they which cause strife and division. So the apostles told the early church, and Jude is repeating it for your benefit, that in the last days, there will be mockers, another word for that, scoffers and scorners, who will start strife and division. There will be mockers who will just be messy and cause drama. And the thing is, when we think about stuff, we forget that it is happening every day. It's just become our normal. And so instead of getting involved in the messiness, you may not comment, but how much time do you spend reading it? Stay out that comment section. Usually nothing good happens in those comment sections. And you just read it, and it's like, it's been an hour. You've just been reading spiritual vomit. There will be those in the last days who cause strife and division. Sensual, fleshly. And they do this because they don't have the Spirit. But you, people who have the Spirit, meaning we should be different. Because we have the Holy Spirit, we shouldn't be the strife starters and division causers. That was a good place to say amen. Good place to a pastor step on my toes, just pull him back. Because we have the Holy Spirit, we're not be the messy people who start strife and cause divisions. But you, beloved, and you say, Hey, you're loved by me and loved by Jesus. Build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Building up yourselves means to build upon. It means to rise like an edifice higher and higher. It means to build a superstructure. It means to charge yourself up. 
The Amplified Version says it this way, but you, beloved, build up yourselves, up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Smith Wigglesworth, a man who spent a lot of time praying in tongues, said, Holy Ghost power in man is meant to be an increasing force and enlargement. God has never done anything of a diminishing type. He is always going on. Holy Ghost power in man is meant to be an increasing force and enlargement. God has never done anything on a diminishing type. He's always going on. This word for build here, linguists say our modern day word for charge helps express the meaning of this word. So praying in the spirit will charge you. We're used to charging things. We charge our phones, our devices. Some of us charge our cars. And how many know if you don't charge your car or charge your device, you can't use it that long. So maybe how far you're going spiritually is based on your charge. Dad Hagen would say it this way. He says, well, maybe your faith is not working because you haven't charged it lately. We have to charge ourselves up and realize there are some things in life just draining. Sometimes dealing with some people are draining. And you should realize when you're drained. Not because you went off on somebody. That's a little bit too late. Ooh, I must be drained. Oops. Sorry. No. We realize, yep, that was a draining day. Let me take some time and charge myself back up. Let me actually think through with the scripture. Oh, yep, that drained me. So you know what? Let me just take some time to pray in the spirit. And one of the things that, you know, I, would, I have my private time of prayer, but one of the things I made a habit to do now that I have children is I pray in tongues around them. Why? So they grow up hearing their parents pray in the Holy Ghost. So when they think of their adult life, it's normal to walk around the house praying in other tongues. Now, my teenager, of course, understands all about it and prays herself. My, five, my almost five-year-old has questions. So I remember the first time she would hear me and, uh, Lady Raquel pray in the spirit. So, okay, now, now, where's that language from? Is that Spanish? Is that, you know, Mandarin? You know, it's like, no, it's, it's a heavenly, no, 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 where it comes, it comes from up with it, you know? She has questions, so we just answer her questions. Why? So in her forming, it is normal to pray in the Holy Ghost. These things should be normal for our children. We're raising Holy Ghost children, right? We want kids who follow the Holy Ghost, right? then these things should be normal. That wherever your prayer time is, you may like to pray while you cook. Then while you stir, it's normal. Come on, do you know how many kids? It's normal for, you know, they, they try to sleep. They wake up in the middle of the night. Mom put anointing oil on them. I say, okay, just let me go back to sleep. You know, there's so many jokes about it now, but some of those kids are like, oh, I'm so glad you did. We have to be these people, not just in church. It's great that you pray in tongues at church, but do you pray at home? Do you pray in the car? You can go places now wear a mask and people don't know you're praying if you're not loud. Come on, you got the perfect cover right now. We got to charge our faith. We have to develop faith for these times. Faith for an unprecedented display of the power of God. To where it happened like in Mark chapter 2 verse 12 we looked at it last week when 
the four friends brought their friend who couldn't walk and they lowered him down the roof and he was healed. And all the people in that house said, we've never seen it on this fashion or we've never seen anything like this before. That's the type of power that has to manifest in these days where people say, we've never seen anything like this before. And we have a generation that is used to signs and wonders on the screen, right? They're used to technology and super things done on the screen, whether it's in the movie theater or at home now. They're used to seeing these special effects. Do you really think Disney can outdo the Holy Ghost? Do you, do you really think that Spielberg can outdo the Holy Ghost? Don't you think that God has something special for those who live in these times to manifest in such a way that the whole world goes, wow. See, when we talk about signs and wonders, signs deal with the logical part of your brain. Wonder deals with your imagination. And when the Holy Ghost manifests signs and wonders, it gets you both places. But we get to that power when we have faith for it. When we build ourselves up. When we don't limit ourselves to what we've seen before. When we don't hold the Holy Ghost captive to previous moves. Now the Holy Ghost will always move according to the word of God. He wrote the word, he's not gonna move against his word. Now all the things we saw in previous moves, he will do again. But that's not all he's gonna do. So that means we have to walk with him and listen and be open and not just look for what we've seen. Because if we only look for what we've seen, we may miss what he's doing. But if we're word people who spend time praying in the spirit and spend time listening to him, it doesn't matter if it's something we're not comfortable with or something new to us, we'll be able to move with him. It won't matter your age. It won't matter your background. It won't matter your education. That if you just flow with them, you'll be able to flow. You know, I've said it before. I got it from Mark Hankins. His father used to say that if you listen to the Holy Ghost, he'll make you look smart. He'll make you look like a genius. But if you don't listen, you'll look normal. And there's too many of us in the church who look normal. And listening to the Holy Ghost doesn't make you spooky either. People are like, oh, if you're spiritual, you're spooky. No, some people were just spooky before they met the Holy Ghost. Now they're just saved and spooky, and the Holy Ghost trying to get the spooky out of them. I still remember uh, when I was teaching ministry school, I was t it was a couple-year course, and Bishop was like, well, how's this class doing? I said, oh, they're still kind of spooky. You know, the first year, you got to knock the spooky out of them. He just fell out laughing. I was like, well, it's true. We're we working on it, sir. We're working on it. And you may have some spooky ways the word needs to knock out of you. That you think it's the Bible with a superstition. Well, the Bible says, well, the salt of the earth. No, that is not what he's talking about. But the thing is, aren't you glad he's patient? Aren't you glad he hasn't given up on you? Woo, Jesus. So glad that he works with us. It's like, oh, yep, yep, okay, go ahead. Just keep, just keep moving, I got you. We need to make sure our faith is in him, not our performance. Because sometimes things happen not because we did everything right. Some things happen in spite of us. Now, we want to get to a point where God can move through us because we're yielded. 
not move in spite of us. But as we, more, we partner with him more and more, he's able to do greater things. We need to have faith for an unprecedented display of grace. A display of grace that causes you to rule and reign like we see in Romans 5. A display of grace that although sin abounds, grace does much more abound. So we don't walk in sin because, you know, grace is going to be there. No. We're going to live holy because holiness is still right. Yes, it's 2021, but holiness is still right. But we have faith to manifest grace in a day where sin is abounding. But also, a level of grace that is so strong, we live in a financial abundance that's uncommon to people. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Faith for an unprecedented display of grace. A display of grace that calls you to rule and reign in life and walk in a level of financial abundance that is more than what you need and desire, but enables you to change the economic status of your community. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says in the Amplified Classic Edition, And God is able to make all grace... Every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances, always and under all. Y'all see that, right? So everything that happened last year plus some. And whatever the need be, self-sufficient. Possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Now, there's nothing wrong with receiving a stimulus check. Just use it wisely. There's nothing wrong with receiving that. Now, what I want you to notice, grace is trying to take you to a place where you don't need it. Grace is taking you to a place where you cut the stimulus check. So it's nice if they want to give me my tax money back. It's nice. But while I'm waiting for the government to figure out what they're going to do, I got you. This is where grace is taking us. That we have people in this church from many different financial levels. But grace is taking you to a place that as you follow the wisdom of that grace and the wisdom of the scripture, not only are you good and your foe are good, but you know what? Let me make a difference wherever I go. Faith to have finances that we're not to say, well, you got to either help somebody out or be broke yourself. No, no. Faith, we're plenty more to put in store. I'm good. My family's good. I've created generational wealth, so they good. My grandkids good. My great-grandkids good. And my community is good. You know what? That's a good school. Let me give some scholarships myself. But that means we have to start thinking bigger and dreaming bigger and stop putting a cap on what grace can do for us and what the power of God can do and what our, say we're limited to our education and our background. No, step out of that limitation because you put your faith in the grace of God. Faith for our times. Get into a place where living by faith is not an option anymore. It's necessary. We're not bound by our times. We're liberated because we have faith in God. 
that we haven't tapped out the grace of God, the power of God, the provision of God, the ability of God. He is the almighty God. He is El Shaddai. He is more than enough. So we didn't have faith that acts like that. Faith for an utterance that outpaces the philosophies of our day. We talked about a little bit on midweek. Faith where the words we speak become like Stephen in Acts 6.10 where nobody could resist the wisdom which he spoke. Nobody could resist the anointing that was on his life. Luke chapter 1, we'll end here. When Gabriel was talking to Mary, Gabriel ended that conversation said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. We must be people who believe for the impossible. We dream big because we serve a big God. We shoot beyond the moon and stars and it can't just be Elon Musk who goes to Mars. Say, oh, he's a big dreamer, he's a big thinker. Well, why doesn't the church think bigger? I'm glad for people in the tech world and other worlds who dream big, but the church should dream bigger because we know something they don't. Or more specifically, we know someone they don't. And imagine people on that level when they run into a believer who thinks bigger than them and can back it. Do you know what happens? They want to know your Jesus. We have to be those people so that we can be what Elizabeth said to Mary in verse 45. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Blessed is the person that used their faith. For there shall be a performance. Blessed is the person who had faith for that utterance. Blessed is that person that had faith for that grace. Blessed is that person who had faith for that unprecedented power. Blessed is that person who had faith for unprecedented victory. Blessed is the person who had faith for their times. For there shall be a performance from the Lord. But we have to expand our faith if we want the performance of the Lord. See, there's a thing about our God. He's a show-off. He just needs the people who believe him for it. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Faith for our times. Faith to stand up to the challenges of our day. Not to be quiet. Not just to go along to get along but faith to manifest heaven on earth. Faith to stand up for what is right and believe that it could change. You might say, well, that sounds a little crazy. There's a civil rights icon who said this to a former president. He said, you know, there's good crazy and there's bad crazy. The good crazy is what you need. And there's some time, it's time for people to look at the world 
and just believe God. People say, they call you crazy. Say, yep, the good crazy. Because you won't cause me crazy once it happened. Say, that doesn't make sense. No, it makes faith. It's time to do the impossible. Impossible as individuals. Impossible as a church family. To dream big. Because we serve a big God. People who would dare to dream the dreams of God. What are some things that God wants to manifest on the earth in these days? That he's just waiting for someone to ask. Just waiting for someone to believe. Just waiting for someone to dream. To go beyond yourself. And believe God. Only believe. All things are possible. Only Minister Nathan, I want you to sing that old song and then just sing from your spirit. Only believe.
Because that's included too. I dream bigger than you. I dream bigger than you. And I have more than enough for you. And I have enough, more than enough for you. So trust in me. So trust in me. And you will see. And you will see. Unprecedented victory. Unprecedented victory. Only believe. Only, only believe. So go beyond yourself. So go beyond yourself. Go beyond what you sing. Go beyond what you sing. Take the limits off. Take the limits off. Place your faith only in me. Place your faith only in me. And you will see wonderful things. You will see wonderful things that will cause people to stand and stare. That will cause people to stand and stare. They'll throw up their hands in the air. They will throw up their hands in the say there is a God and he's in love with me. And say there is a God and he is in love in love with me. There's a God and he loves me. There's a God, and he loves me. to do. 
I'll show you new things to do. I'll tell you where to go. Tell you where to go. And I'll teach you what to say. And I'll teach you what to say. This is how it should be. This is how it should be. Each and every day. Each and every day. Me and my church. Me and my church. Manifesting my glory. Manifesting my glory. In a marvelous new way. In a marvelous new way. So walk with me. So walk with me. Talk with me. Talk with me. Sing unto me. Sing unto me. And keep your faith in me. Keep your faith in me. And together. And together. We'll do wonderful. We will do wonderful things. Nathan, come up here and sing over them. Wonderful things are coming your way. Wonderful things are coming your way. Wonderful things. And they're going to hit your life before May. It will hit your life before May. Soon, wonderful things are coming your way stand in faith only believe what we say that wonderful things wonderful things wonderful things are coming your way wonderful things wonderful things wonderful things are coming your way if you believe it lift your hands and say wonderful things Wonderful things, wonderful things are coming my way. Say wonderful things, declare it all today. Wonderful things, speak it out of your mouth and say wonderful things. Coming my way, coming my way, they are coming my way, they won't delay, coming my way, 
I stand firm and say wonderful things are coming my way, my way, wonderful things. Somebody shout wonderful things, shout wonderful things are coming my way. and wonders are the order of the day. Great and mighty things, signs and wonders are the order of the day. Great and mighty things, signs and wonders are the order of the day. just a little bit here or a little bit there not just a little bit here not just a little bit there but you'll spin around and say it's everywhere but you spin around and say it's And you'll say, in a time of fear, my God drew near. And you'll say, in a time of fear, God, you're near. And I'm not afraid what may come my way. And I'm not afraid I am not afraid I'm not afraid What may come What may come my way
It will happen for you. It will happen for you. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Stop expecting bad things. Stop expecting bad things. And say something good is going to happen to me today. And say something good is going to happen to me today. So when you wake up in the morning. So when you wake up in the morning. Say, God has great and mighty things for me today. Say, God has great and mighty things for me. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Glorious things. Glorious things. Are for me. Are for me. See, you have to understand, your normal needs to change. We keep thinking these are special moments, where this will happen here and there or at a special time. God's trying to get you to a place where this is your every day, that you wake up and say, it's today. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's my day for a miracle. Today's a day for signs and wonders. Today's a day for great and mighty things because I woke up and God lives in me. Today is a good day. It doesn't matter what Washington has to say. It doesn't matter what Wall Street has to say. I say today's a good day. Too long we've been going from movement to movement, revival to revival. This is supposed to be our life. Not letting the times define us, but we define our times. This is where we're headed. We define our times. Say we define our times. So we say, great and mighty things are for us today. Signs and wonders are for us today. Victory is for us today. expect a miracle so expect a miracle expect a miracle when you wake up in the morning expect a miracle when you're driving down the road expect a miracle when you walk out these doors today expect a miracle when you make it home, expect a miracle. When you're going to work on Monday, expect a miracle. 
When you get your next phone call, expect a miracle. The next time you check your bank account, expect a miracle. The next time you call your doctor for a checkup, expect a miracle. The next time you call to check on your loved one, expect a miracle. Expect a miracle. Expect a miracle. Expect a miracle. Whatever the situation is, don't doubt, don't fear, just expect the miracle. When you don't know how to figure it out or how it's going to work out, expect a miracle. You may say, this has never been done good, expect a miracle. You may say, I've never seen anybody work through a situation like mine before. Great, expect a miracle. Let people see God in your life, in your situation, they'll all know Nothing could have done this but the hand of God. Expect a miracle. Expect your miracle. Here comes the healing power of God. 
Here comes the healing power of God flowing your way. Flowing your way. So be healed. Be healed. From the top of your head. From the top of your head. To the soles of your feet. To the soles of your feet. In the authority of Jesus. In the authority of Jesus. Sickness flee. Sickness has to flee. I command disease to go. I command disease to go. I command viruses to bow. I command viruses, viruses to bow. Be made whole. Be made whole. By the power of his love. By the power of So begin to do what you couldn't do, whether you're at home, whether you're in this building, begin to do what you couldn't do. Check your knees, move your neck, move those wrists, those who are having those arthritis issues, go ahead and do what you couldn't do before and see that he's healed you by the power of his name and the power of his love. If you're watching online, you can tell a difference. Go ahead and put it in the chat about what God has done in your body. If you're watching online, go ahead and put it in the chat about what God has done in your body. If you can tell the difference in this room, just wave at me. Just wave at me and testify of his healing power. I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory to God. fire of God being ministering to you right now. Some falling from heaven. Some being ministered to you by his angels. Things for now and things to come. So Dathan, just sing over them. Receive the fire of God. Receive the fire of God. Receive the fire of God. See the fire of God. See the fire of God. Receive the fire of God. 
Receive the fire of God. Receive the fire of God. Receive the fire. See the fire of God. Here it comes, greater than the days of old. Here it comes, greater than the days of old. Greater than the days of old. Just like the days of Elijah. Just like the days of Elijah. And the day of Pentecost. And the day of Pentecost. It's Holy Ghost fire. It's Holy Ghost fire. To help you do what you couldn't do. To help you do what you couldn't do. To energize you. To energize you. To strengthen you. Strengthen you. And take you further than you dream possible to go. Take you further than you dream possible. Dream possible to go. So receive the fire of God. So receive the fire of God. Keep singing, David. Come here, Ken. So receive the fire of God. So receive the fire. Receive the fire of God. Receive it on the day. Just receive and believe. Just receive and believe. Receive the fire. Receive, receive, receive the fire. fire. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you've done in our midst, for the encouragement, for the strengthening, for the words to hold to, for your fire that you ministered to us. Help us to live out what we heard today, not to be hearers only, but to be doers. So as James said, we can be blessed in our doing. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Now there could be someone watching at home and he never made a decision for Jesus we would like to lead you in that prayer wherever you are you can ask him to come into your life he'll forgive you he'll clean you up and treat you like it never happened there is a heaven for you to gain and a hell for you to shun your good things don't get you to heaven your bad things don't send you to hell there's only one thing that gets you to heaven is receiving Jesus and if you're never made that decision the congregation are about to pray and we ask you to pray along with us if you're not sure that you're saved 
pray along with us. You know for sure by the time we're done praying. Or you might say, well, I'm saved. I'm not living for God. Wherever you are, ask God to forgive you. And he'll forgive you. And he'll help you live and do what's right. That's one of the things the fire of God does. So congregation, let's lead them in prayer. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died for me. But on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live this Christian life. Now, if you pray that prayer for the first time, there's going to be some information they can put in the online chat where you can connect with us. We just want to celebrate you. If you're in this room and you pray that for the first time, when we dismiss Minister Isaac, I'm going to tell you how you can make that, mark that down on the connect card. God has wonderful things in store for you. He talks to some of it through the message and other through song. But there are some things the Holy Ghost will highlight to you. But because we have this online, you can go back and listen to it when we dismiss. Listen to it again and do what he tells you to do. Especially that part he talked about praying in the spirit. And he'll show you exactly what to do. Amen. Hallelujah. I plead the blood of Jesus over you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. May the blessing increase in your life. Command every house be paid off. Every car paid off, every student loan, medical bill, credit card paid off. Release jobs and better jobs and promotion and inheritance and checks in the mail and transportation and residences to all those who need it. May the favor of God surround you as a shield. Before people encounter you, they encounter the favor of God. So have favor with God, man, and government. Have favor in the courtroom, favor in the boardroom, favor on the sales floor. May the favor of God go before you and prosper your way and build you a platform that when you speak to the lost and the backslidden and they want to know what you have to say and you're able to win them to the Lord Jesus Christ and bring them home to faith. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. You may be seated just for a few moments in his presence. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. If you would like to give in today's offering, there's a number of different ways you can do so. You can give via offering envelope. You'll be able to find one in the seat in front of you. If you're giving via the envelope, you can give by check. You can make it payable to Faith Christian Center or give via credit card or debit card. Just sign the appropriate portion, put the amount in the box above, as well as give your telephone number just in case we need to reach you. If you want to give online, you can do so at FCCGA.com. If you want to give online, you can do so at FCCGA.com. You can also give via text. I believe you'll see it on your screen in just a moment. You can text FCCGA to 73256. If you want to give via text, you can text FCCGA to 73256. Of course, all gifts to faith are tax deductible, whether you're giving via envelope, online, or via text. You'll see spots where you can designate your giving. You'll see spots for tithes and offering. You'll see spots for missions. You'll see a spot online and via text that says expand. And what expand goes to helps us do what God has called us to do in igniting awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus as we start different campuses. That's how we started and what goes on in Marietta today and what's going on in Fayetteville as well as what's about to open up in Gwinnett. Also, you'll see spots where you can call CARE, where what you give towards CARE allows us to partner with other organizations in our community to help those who are facing food insecurity as well as be a blessing to organizations that are supporting single mothers as well as being a blessing to essential workers and first responders.
However you're given, we believe what the Bible says. We looked at it already in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. How God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So you have all sufficiency in all things. And you abound to every good work. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. Glory to Jesus. He's such a good God. One of the things I've seen today in the last few weeks has been shifting our perspective to what is a new normal, a normal of faith in him to do the wonderful and the marvelous on a daily basis. Glory to God. Well, I believe you're ready to give. You can lift your offering now, blow up on your phone. If you give it online or via text like I am, present our gifts to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. We present our tithe, the offering, our seed to you. We ask that you use it mightily. We present it to you as a matter of love, a matter of worship, a matter of adoration, a matter of obedience. We give generously and liberally, believing for a biblical return. Satan, get your hands off what belongs to us. Angels, go forth, bring a harvest unto us freely for our sake and the sake of the gospel. We receive more of the blessing. God, it is constant insights. And Father, we thank you that you are our shepherd. Therefore, we shall not lack. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise, Father. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Say, I have more than enough because my God teaches me how to profit and pours out his favor upon my life. Amen. Well, thank you for your faithful generosity. Minister Isom, you can come forward and dismiss them appropriately. I love you all so, so, so much. God is doing some wonderful things, and our best is yet to come. Amen. I'll see you outside. Well, let's give God some glory for the word we received today. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. We have a few announcements. They are as follows. Resurrection Sunday, April 4th is Resurrection Sunday. Please invite someone with you to hear a powerful message from Pastor Kerry. Participate in a dynamic praise and worship and witness the theatric presentation of the Real Housewives of the Sanhedrins. You don't want to miss it. You Matter membership class is available by registering and going to FCCGA.com. You may take our You Matter membership class. Also, baby dedication. Baby dedications are available. They'll be conducted by Zoom. For information, please register at FCCGA.com. FCC Apparel, you can place your order for FCC Apparel online at FCCGA.com. And last but not least, the link to register for our next Sunday's experience, which will be March 28th, will be sent out today via email in order to attend next Sunday's experience you must register amen praise the name of the Lord if you're given via offering envelope as you see the buckets here in front as you are dismissed you may come forward and deposit your offering envelopes in the buckets so at this time we will begin to be dismissed and we're going to start on this side of the building today you may stand and be dismissed and also deposit your offering envelopes. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us today. Hallelujah.